0: Listening to the EdReach Network.
1: Ed Gamer, episode eighty-two on EdReach. Ludwig helps teach science. This is EdGamer Gamer for Saturday, December 29th, 2012. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, EdReach.us Giving Education a Voice.
0: best one yet.
1: This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And I'm Jochen. Hello. Hello. And Jochen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh,
2: hello. First of all, thanks for inviting me. I'm I'm happy to be part of the show today. Um yeah, I'm I'm just one out of three managing partners at a company called Ovos. That's a small interactive studio based in uh, Vienna in Austria
1: and making games. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, and that's the main reason why you're here because you've got an awesome game that you're going to share with us, going to share with us today. Jerry. Yes. Jerry. Yeah. Tell tell us about yourself. Oh, okay.
0: My name is Jerry James <laughs> and I'm a visual arts teacher in Chambry, Illinois.
1: And my name is Zach Gilbert and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So we've had uh, a little break, I think, Jerry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some holidays.
1: Break, some holidays. Um. And it's 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 cold. It feels winter now.
0: It's snowing.
1: It's yeah. It we're supposed to get a little bit today supposed to get a little bit today. And, and Johan is, is coming from Austria, and uh, he was telling us before the show that it's not really feeling winter or very uh, Christmassy over in Austria.
2: Yeah, not what's, yet.
1: What, not yet. So, what's the weather like there? Uh, currently, it's it's raining like hell in, in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah, that's that's one of those things that you think Austria... Um, you know, I was showing my, my youngest daughter pictures of Austria and saying, yes, I'm talking to Johan today, and he's from Austria. Look at these beautiful photos of snowy, you know, <laughs> Austria, and Johan says, no, it's raining. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's
1: right. The tourist guys are just kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you here, and then just make sure you have an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Jerry, what's, uh, what's been going on?
0: Um, celebrating the holiday season, doing a little traveling, trying to stay on top of the news, things like that while, uh, while, while I'm off and yourself,
1: um, just trying to, yeah, it's a little travel, um, we have family coming in this weekend. So we had, um, the Christmas holiday with one part of the family and then we got the other part that's happening this weekend. I've got... A turkey thawing, Ooh. and I wasn't able to uh, have one for um, for Thanksgiving, so I've got one ready to to you know cook on Saturday, so I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Great. And you get a deep fry uh, No, light the no, house gonna, on fire? No, not so much. Oh, okay. uh, no. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna cook it in the oven. I like using the cooking bags, is it, it keeps the moisture in, and then uh, I'm gonna create a nice uh, turkey noodle soup. Uh, from, you know, from the leftovers. So, yeah, but I won't go into the details of that because we might have some vegetarians out there. So, <laughs> so won't, won't go into that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, keep Keeping kind of busy, um, something that I, I know I need to talk to you about later, Jerry, but uh, um, kind of working with uh, Jeremiah um, uh, from the Learning Games Network. Mm-hmm. And working with him on creating some lessons for the uh, Playful Learning Initiative uh, for Civilization.
0: Very. So
1: I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to be working on that a little bit over break. And, of course, I'll be grading papers and putting grades in and all that fun stuff because I'm on vacation.
0: <laughs> right. On vacation.
1: On vacation, Yes. So that's pretty much it. I got. It. I think next week I have a time I'm going to set aside to hook up with some friends and play some games, um, and do some board games, and we'll we'll see how that goes. I'll be Perfect. down in
0: the city tomorrow night at a, a restaurant and bar that uh, specializes in. Uh, they have like hundreds of board games all over the place. So I'll be there. yeah, I'll be there with some friends, so we'll enjoy cool. enjoy some drinks and some games.
1: Hey, I was up. Uh, you know, I was up there earlier this week, and I was listening to WGN Radio, mm-hmm. uh, much to um, the displeasure of the rest of the the van. Um, <laughs> it, it helps me concentrate. I can't listen to music, so I have to listen to talk radio. I, I so th-
0: had you as a huge Justin Bieber fan.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally right. So I went. Uh, I was listening to that, and they had a guy on WGN called uh, from HL Games. And he helped, I guess he helped create Wordwinder. Okay. Have you heard of that? I
0: have no idea what that is, no. Uh,
1: it's a popular game, um, board game, and a it's an uh, iPad app. Cool. And they have a few other games. So I think that's going to be one down the road that we're going to have to contact. Fun. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, some popular, popular board games. With so I... I Wrote that down. Actually, I had my wife write that down while we were driving. I said, "Hey, get out a piece of paper and pencil. I need to contact this guy." So <laughs> that's get pretty him on good. The show. We had a yeah. uh, we
0: we were in the mall yesterday because we had uh we got my mom an iPad for Christmas. Oh boy. So she's very excited. But I ran into one of my former students and and he said, "Oh, that's pretty good. If I, if I bought my grandma an iPad, she'd she'd probably just write on it with a pen."
1: Oh <laughs> boy. Yeah, that's use it as a cutting board. <laughs> anyway, remember that video? There was a I don't know if you saw that, Johan. There was a a viral video that had. Uh, yes, I this... saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was it was from Europe.
2: <laughs> yeah, it somebody uh... reminds me of my parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, are are mobile devices quite popular where you're at? Yes, we use it for cutting vegetables and so on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew you'd fit in quite well. I know what well. your funny
2: Americans are talking about uh, <laughs> making telephone calls with that. Stop.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so no, something like that. No, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, yeah. So, those are popular with adults and kids. Other than cutting vegetables.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Very much so.
0: Should, it was. You should have seen the store. We were we were in the Apple store, and <clears throat> I tell you, if you want to understand how. <clears throat> How and where education's going and how kids are learning. Go spend a half an hour in an Apple store, like, in a mall. It was insane. I mean, the kids that were there were so young and had complete control of these devices compared to, you know, my parents who were, like, my, mom, my my dad's looking for the cash register. I was like, Dad, there's no cash register. You, you walk up and they scan your credit card on their phone. You know, he's like, wait, What? <laughs> you know, it, it's just a changing world and uh, kids yeah. were just flying through these things. You know, navigating them effortlessly, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing. It was I was just standing there like in awe. And my mom's a retired third grade teacher. And uh, she was, I think, even shocked at at how young the kids are and and what control that they have mm. over those devices. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the holidays brought uh, two nooks um, to my to my kids, and um, there's kind of a debate, you know, should iPad Mini, you know, the Nexus Seven, which is a beautiful device. Um, you know, some of those extra features, don't think they were needed, you know. Uh, thinking that they're, because it's a it's a beautiful reading device, and uh, it actually takes you can actually put SD cards, um, micro SD cards into it, so we can add music, we can add whatever we want, um, basically on there, video and music, <laughs> and th- that to me gave gave us the flexibility. It doesn't have as many apps, it doesn't have you know, but overall, I mean, I'm playing Words with friends with my daughters. I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other games and, and, and things that we're able to play. It has email on there. So, you know, is it, is it the same device? Is it as good a device? No, but it's a good device for my kids, and uh, we can go to the library. Actually, I think we, got, we can set it up to where we can, um, you know, check out books from the library on an app. Yeah, very cool. So, and, and that's kind of cool, and I know you can't do that as easily on the Kindle. I know there's some restrictions mm-hmm. Uh, the nook does that really well. Um, it's, it's, and I know that, uh, Barnes and Noble has a great, uh, program, um, where you can, there's the lending, you know, you can lend books out, uh, on some of them and they have tons and tons of free books that you can get too. So I, I, I think overall, I think it's a, it's a good choice. The kids are really enjoying it. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things that, um, it's it is a changing world, you know. It's yes. we got to make sure that we're not keeping these where the kids are just sitting on devices all the time. They actually need to talk and and uh, yeah. So getting to let's going on to our our, our first kind of news topic here. Um, we if you saw last week's episode, we talked about. Um, gaming and violence and which basically correlates to connects to what happened at Sandy Hook Elementary in Connecticut and the NRA came out actually the day after that we uh, we spoke on this and basically saying that the NRA called for armed guards at every school and it based and they blamed movies and video games and the uh, I don't know. I don't know if you say irony. It's just it's the a change of position where they've consistently been coming out saying it's not guns that kill people, it's people that kill people. And now saying they didn't even mention anything about that. Uh, they basically said armed guards and it's the movies and games. Yeah,
0: and, <laughs> and let's not uh, let's not even you know blow over the fact that, that you know it's not a it's not something like he said. You know, we're not taking a comment out of context where he just said, oh, well, maybe it's some of these other influences we should be looking at. Um, there there were direct movies named, you know, direct titles of movies named um, in, in there was time spent in that speech about um, video games and about movies and things like that. So it was very intentional and, <clears throat> and very direct.
1: Um, and I don't want to be critical. I mean, it, if I was part of the NRA. I would not have had uh Mr Lapierre um speaking on this. I, I don't think he was very effective as a spokesperson.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously I don't um we don't know him, but um, from a from a standpoint of, of media and <laughs> productions, like I would number one get a better speaker and um number two I would I would probably find someone slightly more diverse than the, the base that is constantly uh, kept you afloat for a long time. You know, it's a, yeah. uh, the old white Republican um, male is, yeah. is speaking to a, a different generation and a different mass of people. And um, that's not going to get you anywhere as far as, you know,
1: and you know, I will, I will give my, uh, I guess, per- personal viewpoint in this. I-, I believe in the second amendment. I believe that, people should have the right uh to bear arms. Um my father
0: like the arms uh, a gunner,
1: Yeah, well I will tell I show you a picture of I actually have a, a, a t shirt from the high school that we feed into and it's um I support the Second Amendment and it had a guy that um it had it's a guy in a suit with bare arms, <laughs> you know, furry arms. <laughs> So yeah I, I do enjoy that t-shirt and and I do enjoy the freedom of of you know being able to own own a gun um but there's responsibility with that too. Yes. Yeah, and it, it it goes sometimes it goes way too far
0: this is a heated debate within my own family because i think we've talked about this before but a large portion of my family is from wisconsin and uh even over christmas we we had this discussion around the table and there were (laughs) there were looks coming from (laughs) both sides of the table as of like are we going to go there are we not because uh they're huge hunters you know massive hunters and and uh even my mom grew up in in houses with you know tons of hunting rifles and i did right i did see an article now the interesting part the difference is uh the assault weapons which is right is I'm,
1: I'm not going hunting for a deer with an assault weapon there's
0: there's already a twitter compilation of people that received guns like assault rifles like there's a there's a twitter hashtag that deals with assault rifles in like i think it's like thanks for the guns santa or something like that it's like like people showing off these massive assault rifles that they've been given for Christmas. Like,
1: yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand that.
0: I, it just, it just, it
1: just blows my mind. Well,
0: uh, I think it's pretty uh, telling too that you know we signed on this morning and the first web page that I opened is you know, the Chicago Tribune, just trying to get some, some, uh, some morning news and and sure enough, right here, uh, grim milestone this morning there was a shooting in Austin. Yeah. one of the little you know towns in the city around there and uh five yep, 500th uh homicide 500. for the year yep. you know, yeah. So clearly we, just, clearly we have a problem
1: <laughs> I can't I mean in in every time I listen to WGN or 780 which is was it WBBM or something um or TV or something from Chicago that I can get down here every it's always starts off with there was a shooting, there was a shooting, and I was like, I can't even, I can't watch this. I mean, this is just, it's it's ridiculous. No, I know there's, another sport there's sports uh, shooting. I have a great, very good friend of mine that uses pistols um, and does uh, target shooting, and I think that's, I think that's really cool. I, I don't find any problems with that. Um, it's something's got to happen it's well, something needs to change and, but that's and i
0: don't think this is the answer the putting putting the you know armed guards in every school or or the people that are calling for teachers to carry guns you know I, we're having a conversation with you know, one of my uncles he he said he was good friends with uh you know, with a an ex, I don't know, who's like a detective or something. He said, "To be honest with you, it's the last thing that you that you want, and it's the last thing police want, because right. what happens if if something like this happens in a school, and the police have to run in, and they immediately have to decide who's the teacher, <laughs> who's not? You know, right. I, oh, said God. something yeah. like, if, if you if you stopped a a robbery at a Seven Eleven and shot the guy." You know, and and God forbid it's something else, like he was carrying a cell phone or it wasn't a robbery or it was a mistake. Right. But but even if it was a robbery and you shot the guy and the cops show up and you're standing there with a gun, you know, if you turn around quickly, what's going on. if you turn yeah. you know, you're you're really I don't know. Johan, is that is this something it, yeah, has this discussion ever know. been brought up in Austria of of putting guards or or do you guys even <clears> have the <throat> violence in schools that, that we seem to be having right now? um
2: I, I, I don't think so we do have some violence in, in schools yes of course um but but guns is not such a big topic here in austria i mean uh, except of huntsmen and, and policemen mm, not really many people own a gun here and it's, it's it's absolutely not that common as it seems to be in america <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, having guns in schools is absolutely no topic we are talking about um, at the moment, fortunately.
1: Yeah. Uh, do and one of the reasons that has been given for uh, violence in schools, violence with kids, you know, movies and and violent video games, is that is that something? Is that a topic that comes up within your country? Yes, we are definitely discussing this and. Yeah, it, it it there were some school shootings
2: in Germany um, last year and the years before, and this really raised um, a hot discussion about uh, violent video games. Um, but i have a feeling that in the last month it, it cooled down a little bit again.
1: Yeah, and I know it's um, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna forget the country uh was it sweden or norway uh the mass shooting it was norway yeah norway yes and the idea that uh video games were um were part of this and part of the blame and and you know it's you know we talked about this last week of how kids are playing these violent video games but nobody seems to be bringing up the fact that uh, there are age restrict I don't know if they have that in Austria yes we do. Uh, but there yeah. are age restrictions on on games and I think we decided that you know it's totally up to the parent if the, if they think their child is ready to play a game like that but we also know that there are many kids that are playing these games and the parents have no idea um, yeah. and there could be many reasons for that but you uh, Is that something that has been brought up? Yeah, I think the most important thing which is
2: missing in the discussion, especially here in Austria and Germany, is that we are not asking if if, if the video game, a violent video game, caused this, uh, but where did kids do have the gun from? So how can a 16-year-old boy uh, get a real gun? that's that's the the main question no one ever killed someone with a video game
1: yeah, well, yeah they probably destroyed some property yeah. uh with a keyboard, but so. not nobody's killed anybody you're you're right, you're right um okay, I'm done with this one I, I'm just it just brings me down i need i need something happy here, johan, and that's that's yeah. your you're you're here today for that so. Um, so, give us a little bit of background about yourself. I mean you, you are designing video games, uh, educational video games, and um, of course you, you went to school for that right? Uh, actually no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I went into carpentry school, so in in the first place, I learned how to deal with a drawing pencil and and how to deal with wood and then i continued to study architecture and uh, i really like the thing about building up things and so uh, on a not too long way that brought me off designing video games and building up uh, virtual worlds there
1: so okay so you're just you're building you're working with architecture and then you just decide to i'm gonna make video games i mean how did that happen
2: I think for that I have to blame an old schoolmate of me who called me someday when I was just finishing my master thesis of my architecture study, which dealt with a real-time visualization framework, which has been built to run in a cave. And we thought it is a great idea to do some architectural visualizations as a business, so we started a company and started building our own devices and our own software, um, but it turned out that it's the idea was greater than the mm, the business behind it. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Um, so th- there's not um, a, a big business deal for architectural visualization here yeah. in Austria, um, and since we are also passionate gamers and in in many fields self educated so we thought it would be a great idea to just shift the take the technology and build something more fun and <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah. we came to to build games actually
1: that's uh so is is gaming a, a large part of of austria and and germany is that is that a large part of people's lives
2: you mean playing games or building? Yes, playing games. Playing, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, I think it's um, everywhere in the world, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that um, there's a couple games, uh, Catan, which is a, a classic. Um, mm-hmm. Do you play? You play Catan? I'm assuming. Yeah, played Catan. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then uh, I always mispronounce it, but uh, Carcassonne. Yes, also. Uh, and that's that's a fun game. and that's French. Um, but that's okay. That's something good the French have done. So, <laughs> just just a joke. So, uh, no, it's uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful, it's a beautiful game. Um, and so I know there's a tradition of board gaming, um, you know, throughout parts of Europe. So, is that something that you know you guys get together, friends get together, and and just hey, come on over, let's play some games?
2: Uh, yes, we do. Um, sometimes we do it even in the company. So, not not too often, unfortunately. But, um, um, yeah, sometimes we sit down, just play a card game or board game. We like uh, Mafia, you, you know this?
1: Mafia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it. Is it is it just regular uh, cards? Or is um, it a it's, it's mere, special deck? It's a mere talking game, so you, you do it without any materials. It's
2: just about arguing and discussing, and it's it's really fun to play when you have... Many people.
1: Cool. I will have to look that one up. I don't. Um, <laughs> I'll have to ask my wife's family. <laughs> they're they're Sicilian. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so. the same, That's all
2: I'll say. The same game exists also under the name Werewolves. Perhaps you've heard okay. about that. But it's just different. Uh,
1: just different names, names but
2: the same, the same principle. principle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you. Have this company, you've decided to build a game. So, how did you come up with Ludwig?
2: Yeah. Um, should I perhaps tell a little bit about what Ludwig actually is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, it, it's an educational game um, on the topic of renewable energy. And we built it based on the physics curriculum and developed it. Together with a couple of teachers and also a physics didactics from the university. Um, but the main feature or the unique thing about Ludwig is that we tried to, um, it, it doesn't make you feel like playing an educational game. So we wanted to give the player a real uh, adventure gameplay experience um, without the game being too teachy. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is the correct English word.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um, so, so the story, because I've gone through the first, kind of the first parts, mm-hmm. is that uh, the Earth is in trouble. Um, it's it's losing its resources, correct?
2: Yes. Correct.
1: Yes. And uh, they're living on large, humans are living on large space stations. And there's this robot that uh, crash lands on, on the planet. Yeah, the game plays in a not-too-far-away future, and it's about a small
2: research robot named Ludwig, so the name of the main character is also the name of the game. And Ludwig lives on a far-away planet called uh, Unitron, and there's a robot civilization, and they do have a serious uh, energy problem. So they ran out of all their natural resources, um, which is a bad thing if you're a robot, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Using, uh, not having enough energy anymore. So they send out some scouts uh, out in the universe to search for new technologies and for new energy forms. And Ludwig is just one of them. And after a long journey, uh, he finally reaches uh, the earth uh, just to find it abandoned. So the It turns out that humans had exactly the same problem in the future. So there are no natural resources left um, on Earth. And the the glorious solution of mankind uh, was to just leave the planet. And now they live in these big space stations you already mentioned. Yeah. And um, Ludwig contacts um, the humans and is is really um, excited and uh, but uh, a bad accident happens of course Um, and so Ludwig crashes into the spaceship and then crash lands on earth and so that's that's the story of the intro uh, actually and and that's also the moment where the player uh, has to face uh, these these problems so it turns out that you are all alone on a planet there's no one here you that can help you you have no idea of the laws of nature of this planet, so you have to learn about how physical things work. And okay. there's a great danger, or uh, you have to save the humans because you damaged their spaceship. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem, and you've created another one. So, um, and then, so I know the first uh, one of the first scientific uh, principles that you find is combustion. Yes. Is that right? And uh, and so you're gathering up uh, ideas, or you're gathering up information, and then I'm guessing as you're going along, you're learning about those main concepts that um, that you know you talked about that you're trying to have students learn. Um, I don't know if you'd call those standards, or you know certain certain concepts that you. Uh, that the teachers know that, okay, if my students play this game, they're going to learn this, this, and this. Um, so they're learning about the physical properties of what uh, – of Earth. And I'm guessing they're going to use that information to not only help uh, his planet, but also uh, the people on the space station and probably planet Earth. Yes.
2: yes I mean, I, I will not spoil the end of the game. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you got it just right you we divided the the whole game into four sections and chapters if you might call it Mm -hmm. like that and the first one is about the most basic thing of of creating energy and that's combustion and uh, then your journey takes you to to other areas where other uh, energy production methods get more important so for example wind energy and water power and uh, solar into energy
1: and now oh, go ahead
2: all all the, the gameplay is somehow connected and related to energy so first of all of course Ludwig needs energy for all his special gadgets and as he learns about the principles he can also build new gadgets to 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 get this energy so when you start the game there are some uh, energy cells from the spaceship uh, but when they are gone you have to search for new possibilities to to
1: create energy and I like I first of all the game is beautiful I mean it is it is a beautiful uh, beautifully rendered uh, game as soon as I saw it as soon as my my students uh, you were kind enough to give us you know some access to to the game uh, as soon as they saw it uh, my youngest daughter they you know they're already uh, fascinated with the world because it, it, does, uh, it does render and is a beautiful setup. You know, I, I do like the, um, you have goals or, you know, missions that you're trying to complete, so it's kind of nice that it kind of guides you along and helps you out. Um, the one thing that uh, I found, and I, I think this is, um, because it is nicely, nice-looking, uh, not every system can play this, correct? Yes, that's that's correct, and that also
2: is, is was our big or is our big challenge, because as you can imagine, the, the computers in schools are, are not the newest ones, and right. and we do have major technical um, problems and, and obstacles we had to overcome, and but. We wanted to make a game that, that, that feels like um, real adventure, and I know it's not Crisis, uh, of course. We are a small team, um, but <laughs> <laughs> we we wanted to to be as close as possible to um, a real uh, just um, a real fun game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and the, the most beautiful thing students can can tell when they get to uh, test the game is uh, first of all they are they are a little bit bored. Uh, oh no, not not another educational game. Uh, right. And then they start the game and and watch the intro and then when they see the switch to the 3D graphics and yeah. the first moves with the character and they say, oh, oh that, that that looks like a real game.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> you had, so to, I think you, yeah, I think you had to balance, um, you know, you want to make it look really nice. Um, but yet you want it to be able to run on as many sheen- machines as possible. And even though just, to, I don't want to scare people out there, but uh, we, I actually got it running on a, a netbook. So, and it was running, you know, smoothly. So it was, yeah, it, I had some problems with some older, I have a, well, about a four or five year old laptop. And it took some finagling, you know, to get it going. But on the desktop machine, it was it was fine. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, um, congratulations to you on, on being able to do that. It's just that, yeah, I know that schools have some issues. But the nice thing is that you guys are willing to help out uh, if there's any issues. And, you know, you communicate to those people, you know, to try to help them fix it. And uh, if there's any yeah. issues there. Yeah. Um, so, is this something that, uh, is this being added within the schools in Austria? Is this, I mean, is this spreading throughout?
2: Um, yeah, um, we, first of all, we, when we produced the game, we got um, a grant for a um, scientific uh, guidance or, or attendance. And so a university in Austria dedicated to um game theory and, and, and serious games development uh, knows, knew the, the project from the very beginning from the first concept. And they did uh, the evaluation in schools and we had a couple of test schools, um, which were really great. They, they took really early versions of the game and and tested it and went through all the bugs and <laughs> things that didn't work at mm-hmm. the moment. And we get really nice feedback from from the teachers and the students as well. And so we could optimize the game not only for being fun to play, but also for just run on on machines which are, are used in schools.
1: Um, you know, I, I notice on some of the notes here. It's you know, this is uh, the game is not a substitute for uh, a teacher or any other things that they might use, but it can definitely enhance?
2: Yeah, that's uh, not at all, and and substitute um, uh, for a teacher or any other tool. We we just want the game to be seen as a nice addition. It's just one tool out of many. And we also think that the game is not the best tool for doing all the learning. So when it comes to hard facts, there are other tools which work really better than a game. But what we saw also in the evaluation is that the game is pretty good at just getting the
1: the, the motivation or the interest of the students for a topic. Um, and, and it looks like you have some materials already set up for teachers, um, you know, explaining lessons. Yeah, there's also an accompanying
2: material, yes, and, and it's, it has not been developed by us because we are no didactics, we're just game designers, but <laughs> yeah. we, we get some partners on board uh, who are pretty familiar in doing that stuff, and uh, they get to know the game, and we said, okay, just create some uh, materials which, which fit to,
1: this, uh, to the contents um, of the game. So, like I said, I've shown this to some teachers, I've shown this to some students, and it's, like I said, it's been very well received with uh, those that I've talked to. Um, so, it's one of those things that I hope that we can spread the word about it. Does, does it cost for this game? Um, yeah, we do have uh,
2: two different markets we to target. Um, the first one is the school market. And we found that schools and teachers like the game and would like to test it, but there's absolutely no money, Uh, at least in Austria, I don't know how the situation in America is. But Austrian schools don't have really much money for buying a game for a whole classroom. So we came up with a new idea and um, established a sponsoring model. So we got big companies uh, who are somehow connected to the content of the game? For example, a great uh, energy provider of Austria said, "Okay, we wanna um, be involved in education in some way, and we are just buying a couple of licenses and then give it away for the teachers for free."
1: So it- now, is there is there individual licenses or there's like? Classroom license or yes, yeah, like so there
2: are classroom licenses and they are for free um, for the schools. And there are also individual licenses which you can buy in, in the online shop. And in Austria, we also launched a retail version, so you can buy a DVD in just in the shop.
1: Oh, very cool. Well, I definitely think that uh, you know, especially our listeners need to check this out and and give us some feedback. Um, there's one particular physics teacher that um, is up at the high school that I would like for her to you know kind of take a peek at this because I think this is right up her alley and uh, yeah. I'd love to get her feedback on it so um, Jerry, you have any questions?
0: you know I just want I just want to say congratulations on a you know beautiful looking game and, and, and a fantastic game but I, I also want to say uh, it's Thank so you ref- very much <laughs> I want to say it's so refreshing to hear you say you know as somebody who's developing these games that that you're aware that this is not a tool this is a tool for cuz this is something yes. we've talked about all the time on the show all the time this, you know games are a tool for a certain kind of student and they're not going to work for everything and i th- yeah. i think we've talked in the past about you know why are there so many games like like math plaster and you know the educational the the edutainment games you know where kids get discouraged because it's like oh i don't want to play this because i think one of their they were trying to find a game everyone would like. And as gamers, we know that's that's insane. You're never gonna find that, you know. So understanding that these are tools for small portions of students, I think, has really helped develop the you know, the culture of it and the in the the medium of of games and education. So it's it's awesome yeah. that you guys are already on that level. I think that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good start, and it's a fine line too of making a good game and then having educational aspects. And there's only there's not too many of them out there that you can say that were created uh, with both in mind and do very well in both. Uh, some of the some of the best games that are used in classrooms today are usually games that weren't meant for education but have been converted, and the teachers have you know made them uh, into a into a way that could be used in the classroom, but there are a few exceptions, and I feel this is definitely one of those exceptions where it's you've done a great job in creating a game, but it's also one that can be used uh, effectively within the classroom. So yeah, congratulations to you. I
0: think you've also picked a good um, a good content area, because as I look at you know I work in a high school, but as we look at the test scores, we see kids really struggling in science. And I think it's because some of them fail to connect it to a bigger picture. You know, science is so intricate. And so uh, there's so many details and there's math in it and there's, you know, a language to it and so many things. And I, I think yeah. there's some yeah. some trouble in comprehension. So I, um, I think this is, the you know, one of the right places to start with with trying to help kids connect to bigger picture science issues. So very cool.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what we've tried to achieve. and But we also get uh, criticism about that from some teachers uh, who told us, oh, okay, you're, you're making a physics educational games, but I don't see any formulas here. And the, <laughs> oh. uh, the students don't have to calculate anything. And, and we say, yeah, that's okay. You can calculate with your students outside of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Or you, if you you're creative enough – <laughs> Yeah, if you're creative enough, you can create uh, ways to add formulas into the game. Um, You know, they can see a problem there, and then the teacher can pull back and say, okay, here's this problem from the game. Uh, Let's say it, you know, and then they could actually add content from what they would teach and add the formulas that they would want in there. So they can do that outside the game but uh, they could use the game as a, as a stepping stone.
0: See, I think that's, that's where we, we, you know, I just said that I, I, I think the problem with with some game developers is that they didn't see this as a tool for only some kids. I think the problem with teachers right now is that they see games as like, well, what is this game going to teach my kid? You know, what, 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 what specific things is this going to cover from my curriculum? When instead yeah, yeah. it's how can this game, Help my students understand my curriculum. It's not going to teach for you. It's going to be a tool that you use to help students understand your curriculum.
1: And the teachers need to play the game. Yeah, totally. It's they. I think some teachers believe it's a um, a microwave, a fast food version for teaching, and they don't uh, they don't spend the time playing the game. They need to understand it completely before they actually have the students play it. And I think that's changing because, you know, the – and not to say because I do know some older teachers that uh, you know, more experienced teachers that will play games and then use them. But there's a good number that won't. and But that's changing because the uh, – I guess the demographics of teachers is changing because – gamers are younger i mean they're our age and and younger um mostly and as that changes then educators can say okay yes let's use let's use the games but they also need to play them i just kind of rambled there jerry that was good
0: that was a great ramble
1: thanks it was good well any last comments johan we talked you out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. I'm. I'm I, I just want to agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking out of my heart. <laughs> so um, yeah. Some uh, our experience when when testing the game and, and giving it to teachers of all kinds of ages, uh, uh, we get uh, some different reactions, and, and one of them was that the teachers were disappointed. So, because they thought, uh, okay, I have to sit my students in front of the game, and after two hours they have learned uh, everything, <laughs> which is in the game. So, some kind of miraculous, uh, magical uh, learning approach, like uh, the the learning machines from the sixties,
0: so,
2: uh, <laughs> where you sit mm-hmm. down and, and or in, in in the Matrix films. So. Um, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, But it, of course, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No. But
1: and you got to, teachers have to work with the game and yeah. and have it help them. So, yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you, Johan. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It was really a pleasure. No, thanks to you for
2: guys. coming on. It thanks. was fun. <laughs> yep.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week.